when I was a high school coach, I did the same thing. And that was just something that I learned from the guys that I was blessed to have been coached by in high school, to have been blessed to have coached alongside in high school. They were real teachers that were organized and had a purpose and had meaning. And that really stuck with me. And it drives me crazy when I go out to high school practices and I see guys that aren't organized. I see standing around and all that stuff that drives me crazy. And people say, well, it's only high school. Well, BS, because I was a high school teacher, right? But when I was a high school teacher, when I was a high school teacher and I was a high school coach, you couldn't convince me that I wasn't coaching the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Today, we continue our conversation with Miami offensive line coach Alex Mirabal, and we focus on the things that he does as a coach and teacher, how he sets up his drills, what he thinks about what goes into a proper drill and into a practice plan. There's a ton of takeaways in this one, and you're going to enjoy what Coach shares with you here. He's intense, he's passionate, and that all comes through in our conversation. Here's part two with Coach Alex Mirabal. You brought him up, and I was thinking about him as you were talking about where the balls run and, and making sure you know what your offensive line is doing with where the back is, his aim point, etc. And going back to learning that part of it from Coach Gibbs through I don't know what it was, probably DVD or VHS. I'm not sure what it was at the time. But remember him talking about kind of that exact same thing. His answer was, I coach them all, right? He was going to coach the running backs and the line and took control of it. Now, that really doesn't happen in most situations. Certainly with him it did, and they had one of the best rushing teams in, in NFL history. But the point being of getting on the same page. So in looking at that, especially as now you move into a new staff, a new situation. How do you work to get on the same page with those guys? Because it is, it is crucial that the running back and, and the uh, offensive line are 100% on the same page. Yeah. So obviously with Coach Gibbs, he was with Mike Shanahan, kind of gave him full reign on that, right? So he was lucky and, and blessed to have that autonomy. They ran that wide zone at the butt of the tight end or at the butt of the ghost tight end, right? And that's what we all still spew that verbiage today, you know? But with us, I've been extremely fortunate to be around some great people and you got to talk it out. You know, you got to talk it out and you got to talk it out in the room with the offensive coordinator and and the quarterback coach and and the running back coach. And, you know, we all got to come together as to how do we want to run inside zone? You know, well, we want to run inside zone. No, no. How do you want to run it? Do you want to run it at the inside foot of the play side guard? Or do you want to run it at the play side foot of the center, or the back side foot of the center, or the butt of the t- Well, what are you trying to accomplish? It's just a matter of talking it out mm-hmm. and, and having respect for each other and talking it out. At the end of the day, the offensive coordinator is going to win, right? So the offensive coordinator is the one who's got to be comfortable with what you believe and, and, and your philosophy and stuff like that. And you share it. You say, hey, listen, I like to go to the back side foot of the center because of the fact that I like it because it's a, it's a downhill mentality and downhill philosophy and these are the technique and fundamentals that link up to it you know you get on the same page man mm-hmm. you know you, you, it's just about getting on the same page and talking it out doesn't mean that you're right it doesn't mean that they're right but at the end of the day we, we've got to come out of that room together that's what we've kind of done and that, again that there's no exact way to do it it's just about talking it out and, and being respectful and you know our head football coach is a former offensive line guy and he's an offensive guy and He's going to have an influence there as well. So in, in the process of hiring guys, you're not going to hire guys that are completely different philosophically than you are. You, you know, does that make yeah. sense? Yes. So in the hiring of Coach Gaddis at Miami, you know, Coach Cristobal obviously hired a guy that believes in the same things as he does and 
techniques and the aiming points are the same in, in our run game. And, you know, Coach Kevin Smith, our running back coach who came from Mississippi, you know, his running back is, you know, they ran inside zone at the butt of the, of the center. We ran it at the backside leg of the center. So we've kind of come to, okay, we're going to run it at the butt of the center, you know, kind of deal. You know, when I was at uh, Oregon, we had Jim Mashro as our running back coach. And, you know, Jim was with Coach Chris Alt when they created the pistol. Mm-hmm. They ran inside zone at the backside foot of the of the center. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the master who did it. You know, this is Chris Alt who did it. Why did he do it? And so we that's what we went to. It's just about talking it out. It's about talking it out. But at the end of the day, if Coach Gaddis would say, hey, listen, we're going to run inside zone to the inside foot of the play side guard, then there's technique and fundamentals that we would change up front. And that would be fine. And that would be fine. But we're more downhill with our inside zone. But again, it's just us talking it out. Right, right. Well, you've certainly emphasized the point of learning this game to be able to get where you're at. You said you started out really the the idea was I'm going to be a great high school football coach. But then you've been able to move on to FIU, then Marshall, Oregon, and now Miami. For you, what did you do to to network to help you advance through those levels? And certainly that you know that can be overdone, and some people do. But yeah, somehow you still have to network to be able to uh, climb through yeah. this profession. What what tips do you have there? You're interviewing every day. You know, you interview every day, and you interview every day about how you work and what you do. And, and I truly believe that. So like, for instance, at, at FIU, obviously everybody knows that I've got a 36 year relationship with coach Cristobal, you know, when we went to high school together. So initially that's how I got into college football, right? That's how I got it to, to FIU. And then at FIU, we had an offensive coordinator there for two years whose name was Bill Legg. So we get let go at FIU. At the time that we get let go, Bill Legg is the offensive coordinator at Marshall University. So I'm looking for a job. They happen to lose their offensive line coach. I don't know Doc Holliday from Adam. Never met him. But I've worked with Bill for two years, right? And Bill called me, said, hey, would you be interested in this job? I said, yeah. He said, okay, well, we're going to set you up to come up and interview with Coach Holliday. Well, if if I would have done a crappy job or I would have been lazy or I wouldn't have been a good teacher or I wouldn't have been organized or I wouldn't have been passionate or I wouldn't have been intense or I wouldn't have produced when I was with Coach Leg, he's not going to recommend me. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, that's why I say your number one is, is what you – every day, every day you're interviewing every day, you know, and then I'm there for what? I'm there for five years, right, with Coach Leg, and you know we have a, a, a lot of success there. And then I go to Oregon when Coach Cristobal becomes a head football coach, and now I come with Coach Cristobal when he got the head coaching job at Miami. You know, so but but at the end of the day, you're interviewing every day, and there's guys that when I went to Oregon when when I came to Miami that I've recommended to coach, and because those guys interviewed with me every day. When I worked with them, they didn't know it and I didn't know it. But, you know, to me, that's how you network. You network by working your butt off every day with because potentially, right, Keith, potentially there's 10 assistants and the head coach. That's 11 dudes there that you're either impressing every day or they're like, hell, I don't want to work with this guy. Or, hey, you know what, if I ever become a head coach or 
I'm going to recommend this guy. And to me, that's really, truly, truly how it works. You know, that's not a football guy, but our head trainer right now at Miami, we just hired the guy about three, three, four months ago. I recommended him to coach. I didn't tell coach he should hire him. I recommended him to coach because I worked alongside Tim Pike. That's a trainer's name for three years at Marshall. If I thought he would have done it, he was doing a crappy job. I'm not going to recommend him. Right. So at the end of the day, truly, that's how it, that's how it rolls. So I think that's the number one way, in my opinion, is to work the hell out of the job you have so that when something pops up. So this past year at Oregon, Coach Cristobal, Ken Wilson, and Joe Moorhead, three guys off that staff became head coaches. And those guys, when they became head coaches, they brought people from Oregon or they didn't. Right. When Ken Wilson became the head coach at Nevada, he took the number three strength coach from Oregon and made him his head strength coach. Obviously, that guy made an impact on Ken during Ken's time there. And to me, again, that's the best way to network. The best way to network is by working your butt off where you're at. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we've been talking about the, the knowledge and then you hit on here a little bit about the the mindset, the intensity, the passion, those things that you bring to this as well. And that mindset is such an important part of being able to be successful as a coach. And I've, I've read about your intensity and, and some stories about that. But what is your mindset? What's your approach to the game as a coach? My intensity is, is I think, comes out because of my passion. I think I was an intense teacher when I taught American history, when I taught U.S. government. I think when you're passionate about anything, you know, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be intense about the teaching of it, be intense about guys learning about it. I think that just, it's football, right? You want offensive linemen, your offensive linemen have to be tough, physical, nasty, have to finish. And well, you're, you better teach that way. You better coach that way. I'm a pretty intense individual just by nature, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. you have to coach to your personality. You have to coach to who you are. You know, you can't be somebody you're not. Right. And, and that, that's pretty much it. If you want a tough, physical, uh, aggressive unit up front, it's hard for me to figure out how you can teach in a soft, uh, kind, cuddly manner. Right, right. So that's kind of how we do it. You know, that's kind of how I do it. But it, I, I coach to my personality. You know, I coach to my personality. I'm going to try to be somebody I'm not. And I love my guys as much as I drive my guys. Mm-hmm. And they're my guys. They're my guys. And and I'm very protective of them. You know, I'll jump, I'll jump their ass, but you can't jump their ass kind of deal. <laughs> and, and I think those guys, they respect it when you stand up for them. They'll, they'll put it on the line for you when you do that. So, yeah, that's kind of how it is, to be honest with you. But I, I don't try to – I mean, I just I, – I am who I am. You know, I am who I am. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 100 miles an hour. I try to teach fast, coach fast, because that's how you try to play, right? So it should all, it should all reflect that. Definitely. So – in the being the offensive line coach, you lead one of the most important units on the team. Yeah. How would you describe yourself as a leader? By example, I think I lead by example. I cherish the fact that if we don't get it done, it's a disaster. If we get it done, then everybody else is going to succeed because of what we do. I thrive on that stuff. I thrive on that pressure. I welcome it. I welcome it. And I, I love having to get five guys to play as one person. That's to me is the ultimate thing is how do you get five guys to play as one, to be one, to move as one. And to me, that's what I'm constantly working at every day. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, I, I tell them all the time, human beings by nature are greedy and selfish. So I have to deprogram that. When you come into our O-line room, when I go into the O-line room, I'm the least important person in the room. When you walk into the O-line room, you're the least important person in the room. Everybody else here is more important than you are. That's what I do every day, every day, every day. If, I, if there's anything that reeks of selfishness or anything that reeks of, hey, look at me, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to squash it. You know, we're going to squash it. So that, that's, I'm working on that on a, on a daily, daily basis because, like you said, it's us and the DBs, right? The, the, two, the two greatest ways to get beat are having a crappy old line and having a crappy secondary. And, and the reason that is is because those are the most amount of people that, are, that, are, that have to be on the same page, that have to work in sync, you know? And uh, at the same time, I, that's, to me, that's what's fascinating about it. How do I get five guys to work as one body? How do I get all of them to see it that it's, that it's a four-down front? How do I get all of them to see it that it's an odd front? Like I tell them, Hey, right or wrong, if, if the center says it's odd and you think it's four down, guess what? It's odd front. But, 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 no, but nothing. That's odd front. We'll fix it when we get to the sideline. So that, that's what I spend my whole time doing, Keith. My whole time is, is trying to get five guys to act as one body and five guys to put their selfish interests and their egos aside. And the unit is more important than they are. You've emphasized the importance of teaching to you. You know, you had that start as a government teacher early in your career. Yeah. And, the classroom time, that meeting time. It's more than just going in there and, and flipping on the film oh, yeah. and talking through it. So what do you do as that classroom teacher that makes the people in your room successful then in taking that out to the field? Well, you got to have a lesson plan, right? As a teacher, as a teacher, I was required to have a lesson plan every day. Every day I was required to have a lesson plan. This is what we're going to cover today. You know, this is, we're going to cover the, the, the three branches of government. Boom, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to start here, right? And by the time the bell rings, I've got to have all this accomplished, right? Every day I go into a meeting room, I have a lesson plan. You know, I have a lesson plan. Every time I walked out to the practice field in high school, I had, these are the drills I'm going to do today. Boom, in this order. Boom, okay? I've got 14 offensive linemen. We're going to, we're going to work two pods, seven and seven. Or I've got 12 offensive linemen. Okay, we're going to work three pods working inside zone combos how are we going to do that to me that's coaching that's teaching but you better be organized you know you can't be doing that on the fly you know you can't be doing that on the fly you got it so i i have a lesson plan i have i have a, a, a way to and in in high school i used to have to write the lesson plans and you have to hand them in right well here i don't have to write the lesson plans but i do write them i don't have to hand them in to anybody but i but i keep them for myself right mm -hmm. so i'll have a cut up when I go in, in into the meeting room, I'll have a cut up and the cut up will be in a, in, a, in a specific order as to what, why and how I'm teaching stuff. Right. And then when we go out to the practice field, I've got this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to be organized with it. You know, and I spend more time doing that than than anything. So those things that I took from the classroom, I use every day. You know, so I create lesson plans every day. I have an objective every day. This is what we're going to do every day. Hey, I've got this many. And that's why I tell the trainer all the time. I tell the trainer, don't tell me. Just give me the number. Who, who can't go today? Okay, I don't got 14 guys. Okay, I got 13 guys. How am I going to make these drills efficient with 13 dudes? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's kind of where it comes with my intensity that you're talking about and stuff like that. I'm very anal about that. 
I need to know how many guys I got available. Boom. I, I might be pissed off that I only got 10, but I'll figure it out. But it'll now help me set up my drills, right? And we're doing drills, Keith, and boom, we're going to do this drill for five minutes. Boom. I look, I'm looking at, as I'm drilling, I'm looking at the clock. Boom. Five minutes are up. Boom. I'm going to the next drill. I don't care. I don't care how many reps we got or didn't get. Boom. I'm going to the next drill. Boom. And it kind of creates an edge, you know, creates an edge, creates a mentality, creates a sense of urgency for me and our players. When I was a high school coach, I did the same thing. And that was just something that, that I learned from the guys that I, that I was blessed to have, to have been coached by in high school, to have been blessed to have coached alongside in high school. They were real teachers, you know, that were organized and had a purpose and had meaning. And that really stuck with me. And it drives me crazy when I go out to high school practices and I see guys that aren't organized. I see uh, standing around and all that stuff that drives me crazy. And people say, well, it's only high school. Well, BS, because I was a high school teacher, right? But when right. I was a high school teacher, when I was a high school teacher and I was a high school coach, you couldn't convince me that I wasn't coaching the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. You couldn't convince me that I wasn't coaching the Miami Hurricanes offensive line. When I'm out there coaching the Miami Hurricanes right now, they're off at the line. You can't convince me I'm not coaching the L.A. Rams O-line. You can't convince me I'm not coaching the Dallas Cowboys O-line. You can't convince me that. You can't convince me I'm not coaching the next national championship O-line. Because if you, if you think you're not, then you're not. And I think that that's where my high school stuff all stems from. Yeah, the detail that you put into it and taking that time in your daily routine. Oh, yeah. I think really is going to pay off. I mean, you can tell, you know, go, in, go into any classroom in any school and watch how things flow. And that teacher's thought about that lesson, not just here's what I need to teach, but also the people within there. And, and I love how you point that out that, yeah. you know, this is also who, who do I have involved today? Right. Cause you can't just say, well, Hey, throw, throw this drill down during this period for me. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into yeah. planning that practice. I'd always say like planning the practice should take longer than the practice. It, it does. It does, Keith. So, I'll, Keith, it, it'll, it'll take me about 45, 50 minutes a day to plan my individual for the next day. And because I don't always do the same drills. I don't always do the same drills. I, I'll do drills. You know, I, we run inside zone. We run wide zone. We run. So I have to change the drills on a daily basis and make sure that any drills, anything that, that I'm asking our guys to do, that we're getting enough reps and enough drills at it and enough drill work at it, you know? And, and then to me, it's, that's what you do as a coach. You know, that's where coaching comes in. You know, that's where coaching comes in. And I'm, I'm constantly doing that, constantly doing that. That's where I spend the most amount of time. That's what I try to teach our graduate assistants, our, our O-line analysts. That's where I feel I can teach them the most is not teach them, hey, this is how we're going to use a Crowther sled, but this is how you organize practice. This is how you, you do what you do, you know? And I think that's something that's kind of a lost art, to be honest with you. You know, I think there's a lot of guys that just want to, hey, they want to go coach or, yeah, hey, you know, I, I, I played in the NFL eight years and I got three Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Yeah, you did. But how was, how was Dante Scarnecchia doing that? You know, how was, how was he setting that stuff up? Oh, man, I, I really don't know. You know, so to me, that's the part of it that um, that I love to do and that, that I'm trying to share with the younger coaches so that so that they can 
learn to, in my opinion, to do it right. When you look at drills today, and this has changed over time too, because now you just go to YouTube and there's a million things out there. But, you know, I look back to, and it's sitting on the shelf right in front of me here, one of, one of my first coaching books by Bill Mallory. And I know his grandson is, yeah, is well, on yeah, absolutely. the Hurricanes. Yeah, but a, a drill, drill book from Bill. And, you know, I'd go in there and pick out drills and that's okay. But I think there's elements to a drill that you need to look at, you know, taking things down to the drill level. What yep. to you are, are the key components that makes a good drill, that makes it worth your time to take that period in practice? Well, you know what, Coach Cristobal has a great saying, great saying. If it happens in the game, it deserves a drill. So if something happens in the game, it deserves a drill. And I'm like, you know what, man, that's right. If it doesn't happen in the game, then, then it, you shouldn't drill it. It's my opinion. You'll never see our offensive lineman go over bags. You'll never see him none of that, no agilities. We don't do any agility during individual. I mean, that's not, that's not our job. You know, my job is to do drills. So, for instance, this is just, you know, you know when, when defense alignment rush the quarterback, if, if you stuff the defense alignment, at some point, the defense alignment, when the quarterback takes his offhand off the football, what's he going to do? He's going to jump up to try to bat the ball, right? So what do we as offensive line coaches say all the time? Hey, punch him, right? You can't just, like we talked about earlier, Keith, you can't just talk it into existence. You can't just yell it into existence. So we have a drill. It's called the jumper punch drill. And we're not really punching them in the stomach, by the way, for the record. So it's a drill where the, and Keith, I'll, I'll send you a, a, a copy of it, but it's a drill where the offensive lineman is already engaged on the D lineman and he's kind of like rushing the, the, the old lineman. And at some point in the drill, I'll yell a command and the D lineman will jump. The, the, the old lineman acting as the D lineman will jump and keep one hand engaged on the old lineman. And the other one will go up like if he's batting a ball, right? And at that point, when the offensive lineman feels that, he needs to punch. And when I say punch, we're not punching. We're literally power cleaning through the guy. Does that make sense? Yep. We're trying to get his hands down, right? So why? Because that happens in a game. So if it happens in a game, it deserves a drill, right? Another drill that we do is we'll do a two versus two bump drill and a three versus three bump drill where I'll set up a right guard and a right tackle and I'll put two defenders in front of them and I'll run a TE. Or I'll run a double di a double dig on them, or I'll run an, uh, an E end game, right? And they have to bump it off and pass it off. Why? Because that's what happens in a game, you know. So I'll do that, do that, because that's to me it's easy to pick up blitzes. The harder part is what whenever an offensive lineman has to communicate after the ball snapped, that's when the the level of difficulty of us executing uh, becomes right. So to me. It's D-line stunts are more effective against O-linemen than blitzes are. That's just my opinion. So I spend a lot of time with us trying to handle games, right? So I create drills for that. So to me, the drills have to match up with what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it. If we're going to run in practice, like day one in practice, we're going to install for, for camp. Let's say we're going to install wide zone. Okay, I know I'm going to get a lot of wide zone reps and stuff like that during the course of practice. An individual, I'm, I might be teaching inside zone that day. 
you know, I might teach inside zone technique and fundamentals just so that I know I'm getting techniques on wide zone and on inside zone as well, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but, but your drills, if it happens in a game, then it deserves a drill. Okay. So at certain points we do run counter, right? So we do run counter. So we'll run a counter kickout drill where the centers, guards, even the tackles, they'll, they'll pull, they'll pull and we'll kick out a, a shield. Right. Well, we do that. And that may, we're, we're only going to do it for two minutes. Boom. And we're going to rip and run and we're going to do it. But it's something that we, we do. Why? Because we're going to be running that play in our offense. So your drills have to match up with what you're doing. Your drills have to match up. If it happens in a game, it deserves a drill. That's kind of how we do it in terms of drills go. You know, I know everybody has EDD. Every, yes, every I was going to ask you. I, I'm not a, <laughs> I don't do every, I don't do the same drills every day. I don't, I don't because I just, we don't run the same stuff every day. You know what I'm saying? We just don't run inside zone. We just don't run wide zone. We just don't run. So, you know, pre-practice, I'm, we might be hitting the crowd in pre-practice. Why? Because I'm not going to be able to do it during the course of the day. One day on a Monday, I'll do Crowder angle drive. On a Tuesday, I'll work double under gallops, stuff like that. We'll have inside zone combos on a Monday. And on Tuesday, we're probably going to go wide zone combos, right? Because the, we, we have to work the different combos because that's what we kind of run. We don't have everyday drills. We don't. Our everyday drills change on a day-to-day basis because of what we're doing. Now, Keith, all these drills that I'm talking about, these jokers are doing these drills now. These jokers are doing these drills from, from January through the season now. Because, like, I'm here. I'm in Atlanta right now on vacation with my family. And I know that there is a skill development session going on today down in Miami. And our offensive line, they're running, they're running a group of our drills, right? And tomorrow, they, tomorrow they have workouts. And after workouts, those, those cats will go out and they'll do – set of drills it's an accumulation right you don't just do it one day to the next you know it's an accumulation of stuff but that's how we do it but i don't have a day everyday drill that we don't do the same thing every day we'll we'll, we don't read we don't invent drills every day either now right but i have a i have a catalog of drills that we that we do use and we rotate through them right and they're all skills they're all skills and fundamentals or double teams that are required to be able to succeed in our offense and I'm sure that's something you look at in regards to the drills that you work in. And I'm in agreement with you. It's, you know, everyday drills. Maybe there's the the framework of a certain type of drill you do every day. Yeah. But I think those drills change, as you say, you know, this, this is play within the context of the game. So you might know in a particular week, hey, these are the, this is the set of scenarios we're going to see. This is what we have to drill within whatever drill you yeah. might be using. So it, it really evolves like that. And where does that start? I, I feel, you know, shoot, that started for you <laughs> probably when the season last season ended that you're looking at, okay, are there any new things we need to account for? Did, did somebody develop a new yeah. scheme or technique that we 100%. haven't seen yet? That it goes into uh, how do we address this then in practice yeah, no, in our there's drills? no doubt. There's no doubt, and that's and that's because you're constantly assessing yourself, right? Yeah, I'm on vacation here. I'm I'm going to the Georgia Aquarium today, but trust me, when I'm walking around, there there's certain things football wise that are going to be. I mean, it's just so it is, right? That's 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 a reality, right? So I'll be yeah. I'll be assessing stuff, and and sometimes I'll 
you know, I'll forget about stuff. I'll forget about drills, and all of a sudden, I'll, I'll get somebody call me. Hey, coach, remember when we, we used to do that drill? You guys still do it? I'm like, no, but I don't know why I, why I got away from it. You know, um, I went to <laughs> I went to the Dolphins OTAs. I went to the Dolphins OTAs, and and uh, we were, I was for one day, and 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 I took a wide zone linebacker flow drill. That's what I call it, a linebacker wide zone flow, flow drill that Coach Applebaum was doing. That I'm like, boom, I, I need to do that. I need to implement that. Boom. So we did. And then I also took a vert or something that he said, he, you know, in the wide zone, he talked to, he talked about it with, with his guys. Hey, we, we have to, we have to, it's, it's a angle of physicality. And I liked how that term came out. So I stole it and I've implemented both those, that term and that drill in our off season stuff, you know? So how can I constantly mm-hmm. try to not reinvent stuff, but how can I make what we're doing better? Some amazing information there from Coach. I really think he has this figured out as how you do this as a coach and a teacher. And so much of that comes through in what he shared with us today. We have one more part to this, which we'll share tomorrow. And remember to check out his course from the Cool Clinic. The link to that one is in the show notes. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.